It is the 200 level episode 140 by Carpenter with Trevor Valise and Isaac Ambrose. We got the big game jitters. At least I know I do. I'm going to bring Trevor and Isaac on in just a second. But before we do, just a quick game reset. Illinois at this moment, they are trailing Baylor by one. And of course, he'd rather be leading. But when you factor in the fact that Georgie Bashanishvili was by far your best player, 13 points. Io DeSumo, I don't want to say a non-factor, but certainly not the Iowa we've grown accustomed to. Kofi, two points, two fouls, and yet here you are going toe-to-toe with number two in the nation. How you're doing it, I'm not entirely sure, but you are. And I think this game may actually give a lot of clues as to if this Illinois team is to win a Big Ten title and make a run in the NCAA tournament, there is maybe an unusual template that they're going to use to do just that. But we're going to get the guys on in a second. Before we do, DP Doe, online at dpdoe.com. $5 calzones if you use coupon code MIKE. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. You can get a celebratory calzone. I believe they're open late. So if Illinois wins this game and you want to celebrate $5 calzones with MIKE, coupon code at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby, online at fourthandkirby.com. Rocking my Navy crew neck sweatshirt with the orange Illinois font. It was almost bad luck on Friday during the Ohio game, but you know what? Illinois won. So far, so good in this game. I'm going to keep rocking it for Illinois basketball games, and you can get it just in time for Christmas at 4thandkirby.com. And State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, renters, business, whatever it may be. Uh, He can hook you up, and i got to say that it was a seamless process working with Brian and his staff as we moved into our new house and got homeowners and auto from Brian. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. That's the formalities, guys. So I begin with this. I got the jitters as I tweeted out. I got those sort of like nervous shakes. And I say that, like, not tongue-in-cheek. I'm actually, my body is really tight right now. How are you guys feeling? Trevor, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing all right. I uh, I think it's a different experience for, and I'm not calling you old, Carp, but I, this I'm for there. me is like, <laughs> this for me is like, is this the first top five matchup I've ever seen? Probably, right? Because if the last one was in 2004, I was, what, eight? seven or eight Good at that Lord. time. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so for me, it's, it's almost like I'm, I'm more so fighting the, uh, the triggered, like, po- like Weber gross memories of something horrible is going to happen. than the jitters of we're back. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I got to say that we'll get in this discussion later, but I don't know if this Illinois team is, your traditional top five. In other words, I think top five and I think, oh my God, that's a national title contender. And as I'm watching this game, it's kind of messy on both sides, but I'm always thinking, you know what? Maybe that's just as simple as both defenses are really good. And I'm going to chalk it up to that. I'm going to be the optimist so far in that even though you're down by one and even though you're messy and you're turning the ball over too much and you can't make a damn free throw, uh, excuse my voice, it's going to be doing that more and more as the second half goes on. Uh, Yeah, it it is not the top five Illini teams I was used to back in the day, Trevor, but I think that would be an unfair comparison anyways. I think in this college basketball landscape, this Illini team may just in fact be good enough certainly to be top 10, but on their best day, a top five team. And Isaac, for you, same sort of situation where, you know, you like Trevor have not probably experienced many, if any, top five Illini matchups. So how are you doing through 20 minutes? I'm feeling, okay, so f- I'm, I'm on the fence right now because okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go half cup full. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you are again down one to the number two team in the country and georgie is your best player and io has apparently i don't know where his head is right now but that's a good feeling i guess if you have to take the positive and then the negative is that again you look sloppy in a lot of ways but baylor has probably the best defense in the country so you have to take everything and put it in perspective a little bit so I'm on that fence, but it, it just feels so great to be back. And I feel like we belong. Whereas in the in the past few years, if we would compete with well, there was a lot of games where we would compete with teams way above our talent level. And then, you know, but it, it just felt like we were making threes or getting kind of lucky. This feels like we still belong. I mean, you got guys like Coleman Hawkins and deep guys making plays. Adam Miller hit a few big shots. So 
your your bench and actually a lot of your role players making big plays on the national stage. It's not just like Trent against Gonzaga a few years ago hitting 30 points or whatever he did. So um, I would say I'm on the fence, but leaning more positive. Let's start with the positives here. The bench, which initially in the first minute or so that the bench came out, and it was pretty early in that first half, it was already a messy start for Illinois, and it did not improve when the bench came out. And yet... Georgie settles in. Coleman Hawkins, I don't know if he's scored yet, but he doesn't really need to. He's doing kind of all the other things. And uh, Andre Crabello, I know the stat sheet may not be loaded for him, but he's got a bounce in his step, as we knew he did, and he made a positive impact when he was on the court. So we start the second half here. Illinois trailing by one, and Trent Frazier up top. So I'll be doing a decent amount of play-by-play here, guys, because I I hope, fingers crossed, this is a toe-to-toe matchup for another 20 minutes. And uh, when we're on the other side of it, it would be amazing to say that Illinois beat number two Baylor. It's It's got to be an interesting experience for listeners because they know, right? And, and this is the same case last year with all the big games that we covered. But they already know by the time they're listening to this if the three of us are going to be ecstatic at the end of this game or if we're going to be kind of bummed. And that's a good start to the first half. Demonte Williams. Yeah with a putback to put Illinois up 32-31 and an offensive rebound off an Adam Miller miss. Let's start with DeMonte. I know the stat sheet, uh, 5.6 rebounds, not gaudy numbers, but he's continuing, Trevor, his reliability, and that's what you want from a senior. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, now it's becoming – it's funny that you say reliability because I feel like for the longest time the knock has been the inconsistency with him. But now we, we have a strong enough track record at the end of last year and the beginning of this year that I guess it is reliability and, and Kofi just picked up his third. So that's oh not my. great. Yeah. And that was an unfortunate situation there. So uh, offensive rebound, would that be it for Baylor? It was kind of a playing popcorn with the basketball there after they missed a three and they kept it in their possession. Kofi gets his third, but I don't know guys. I don't know if that's awful news. And that's because of one Georgie Bashanishvili. I'm not saying that tongue-in-cheek. I cannot believe we're sitting here playing the number two team in the nation, and I want wow. Georgie on the court. Here's a oh, baseline jumper for Baylor. They get fouled by Adam Miller. So this looks like a shooting foul for Baylor. Number 31 is going to go to the line here. Didn't see, guys. Was there a lot of contact on that? I don't think so, but... We've we've had a lot of mistakes like that that just feel like the first couple of years of Brad Underwood. Um, and again, it's it's a national stage. I mean, if jitters are ever going to be a thing, it's probably right now. But we, there's just been a lot of weird, sloppy mistakes this game. Luckily, you've just absorbed them. You know, at I, a certain point, oh, sorry, I just let Kofi go in. By the way, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm a proponent of once you get. I think there was a game in Underwood's first year. I think it was a game at Ohio State where you remember you actually had like a 15-0 run at some point in that game to go up big, but then you let Ohio State go on a run like that of their own. I digress. So at some point in that game, I don't know if it was Kipper. I mean, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but he was important on that first team. Somebody had three fouls, and it was like the under eight of the second half is Georgie Banks in another shot. He's crazy. Uh, Let's see here. Io taking a baseline. Georgie with an (laughs) 18-footer. Probably didn't intend to bank it, but you know what? When you're – Making him like Georgie is tonight. He's got 15 points. So he is essentially half of Illinois' scoring output. You know, I got to say, too, I would love to hear from a Baylor fan if they feel like they are also out of sorts. I get the feeling these early tilts. Remember the Champions Classic up at the United Center every year? And I think they just had one maybe in Indy last week, but or, or even, what, a couple days ago. I, I'm losing sense of time here. No, but it was yesterday. Just yesterday. So that was the Kentucky-Kansas game, right? Which was yeah. by no means a pretty basketball game. Uh, miss for Baylor, but they get an offensive rebound. They're in the lane. Here's a putback over Georgie. It is up and in, so that's going to be a tie ball game, 34-all with 17.40 to go. But I do feel, guys, like when you have high-level competition like this early in the season – it ain't going to be pretty, and we're kind of seeing that come to fruition here tonight. Georgie loses control of the ball, but it looks like we might get a foul on Baylor. All right. That's uh, Flo Thamba's third foul. Flo Thamba, one of my favorite names in basketball. Anyways, so, my, wrapping up my point. Yeah, sorry, Trevor. That at some point, Kipper had like three fouls, and Underwood kept basically like subbing him in and out at the under eight timeout and onward. And I just thought – I don't know. Like at the under eight timeout, what are you saving him for? Like, I would rather he just go out there and foul out and he gives you five minutes, you know? I think with the under 12, you just say, 
put him out there. And Georgie right. is going for a putback. It looks like we got a foul here. Offensive foul. Is it going to be on Io or Georgie? I think it was on Georgie for clearing out the lane there. So I think that might be his third as well. I think you might, guys, I think it is. You, you might have to get Coleman Hawkins out there because this early, I don't know, four fouls combined between Georgie and Kofi. The weird thing about this is that do they really need to bang around down low that much? This Baylor team is not front court heavy. It's all about the back court. So you think they'd be able to avoid it. A three for Baylor to go up three, uh, 17.05 to go 37.34. Sorry, Trevor. No, it's been a very inside-out game for Illinois, which has surprised me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things, again, like with the Ohio game, where unless it becomes like a, a long trend, I can't get too upset about Miller going one for four from deep because, I don't know, it just happens. And unless he unless he doesn't do it for a month, right? And so I, I expect a little bit more, I would hope, of the outside offense in the second half because you didn't see much of any of it in the first half. All right, so we got a foul on Baylor. That's their second of the half. Illinois has three. It looks like the refs are going to be a little bit more quick-triggered on the whistle this half. Adam Miller up top. we got 16.40 to go over to DeMonte at the top of the key with 15 on the shot clock, three-point lead for Baylor. You know, what we didn't see in the first half was any extended lead for either team. This is a miss for Io. No contact, really, on that one. Baylor bringing it back and a chance to go up five or six, and that is... Airball uh, that floater? He did. Right now it's a kind of a loose ball situation. Baylor gets an open three opportunity, and they miss it. And another offensive rebound. This is starting to get a little ridiculous. That's their fourth of the half with 16-10 to go. That's Kofi for you. Uh, well, it's not Kofi out there. It's Georgie. No, I'm saying like I'm saying. Oh, you're saying if he were out there. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgie does help Let's on go, defense, Iowa. though. Iowa with the three. It is up, and I'm guessing by Isaac's reaction, that's good. I'll try to get Sorry. to where you guys are at with this. We're all tied up at 37. My damn Hulu is a few seconds behind, but you guys can yes. spoil. You guys can spoil. I'm fine with that. That's like the opposite of one of those <laughs> Baker Mayfield Hulu ads. Is Carp just going, my damn Hulu. My damn Hulu. All right, so we got a tie game with 1540 to go. And Baylor with the ball up top here. It, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, something good's happening here, perhaps. Or was that Adam Miller almost stealing Sorry. it? Oh, my God. Baylor cannot keep control of it. We have a fast break situation for Io. He lays it up. Illinois with the two-point lead, 39-37. Bench is going nuts. And I was worried there for a second, guys. The 37-34, I'm thinking, don't let this extend to five or six. Not that that's game over or anything, but we have not seen Illinois have to play for more than maybe two possessions behind in this game. And I didn't want to get to that position even early in the second half, but instead, we go to the first timeout, 15-15 to go, two-point lead for Illinois. Well, Carp, you and I are usually at the same spot. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going YouTube on with this TV is just chugging a little bit or what? You know, I, I will take this opportunity to restart my Hulu app. As as I do, a reminder, DPDO online at dpdo.com. $5 calzones if you use coupon code Mike at dpdo.com. Uh, I got to ask you guys, uh, Isaac, I want to start with you. How I mentioned, I asked how you felt after one half's worth of basketball, but what was your day like? Because as we sit here and we wait for 9 p.m., I did my best to not think about it too much, but this day dragged on and on and on. I don't know about you, Isaac. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you guys feel. I mean, before COVID, this was more of a weekly thing. But when you had something planned on like a Friday night and your Friday just drug on, you know, you had work or class or whatever, and you were like, oh, my gosh, give me to 8 or 9 p.m. or get, get a drink in my hand. That's how today felt. It was just checking the clock checking twitter and you, you're seeing all this hype go on and they're like oh my gosh it's only 2 30 in the afternoon we still have six and a half hours to go so it felt like i had some big social gathering or something i've been waiting for for a long time um but really it was just io and the boys heading to indy to take on baylor but it, it felt like a march madness or something like that so it's just great it's a great feeling to be on the national stage and when you're watching Sports Center, that's one of the headlines is talking about all day. You. Yeah. Yeah. All day. all day. That's what they were talking about. So it was it was a feeling I haven't felt in a long time. We are the center of the sports universe. And not just for tonight. We'll be the same next Tuesday against Duke. I kind of wish Duke would have won so they could be undefeated. And now there's like an expectation that well, Michigan State went in there and won, so now you have to as well. Um but as I hate I, that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because it's one of those things where like 
I was rooting for Baylor this weekend. Not that I thought they were going to lose to Washington or Louisiana Lafayette, but when I was watching it, I'm like, please don't lose one of these games because yeah. there's no way that then they would turn around and also lose this game. So you see Duke lose that game and you think, okay, well, they're not going to lose two games in a seven-day period at Cameron Indoor, are they? Trevor, I noticed on Twitter you mentioned at a fever pitch about 15 minutes before the game where all the, oh, man, 9 o'clock, that's pretty – I mean, it was going on all day. That was sort of like the running joke on Illini Sports Twitter was, hey, you know, you're taking a nap, you're going to drink the coffee. And listen, I, just, I, <laughs> I – I mean, it's like we were just talking about the, the Mitch Trubisky thing last week where the fun, the running joke was – Oh, like, that was overkill. My boy Mitch, he's going to go out and slay. And no, just, he's not. Some – Sometimes the jokes are fine, right? But yeah, then yeah. sometimes they like collectively jump the shark where every single person, and then I saw the official line of basketball account tweet out, get your coffee. And it's like, all right, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like it's midnight. It's nine o'clock in a pandemic year where everyone's working from home anyway. Baylor with, a, or most people, Baylor with two quick points there. We got Coleman Hawkins playing some spot minutes here at the five. Understandable with Georgie and Kofi at three fouls each. Oh, wait, no, Georgie's out there. What am I talking about? That was a pretty big miss on my part. Uh, this is Georgie helping out, uh, getting a loose ball after a bad pass from Corbello, but he misses the shot. Coleman Hawkins takes it away wow. from Baylor. No call, Ooh. so they're letting them play here. Something might good might have happened there. No. If Oh, no, okay. Yeah, it's just a freshman making a big play, man. So, Isaac, maybe I'm ahead of you now. I'm at 14-20. Okay, that's right. Commercial oh, break. my gosh. And there's a turnover there, unfortunately. So we're tied up 39-39. Messiness continues. I'm noticing, listen, it's not just Illinois. Both teams are struggling in the half-court set. And it does feel like first team to 65 wins at this yeah. point. And the good news is, in a game like this, I don't know. I'm, I think it's about a 50-50 shot. It seems like neither team, Trevor, is going to find a sustained rhythm on offense. And I think that if it's going to bode well, it's going to bode well for the proverbial, I guess, underdog in this case, Illinois, because that just means that you have much more of a margin for error. If neither half court offense is producing consistently. Yeah, it seems like both teams have had the the start of one of those seven Oh runs, but then it always gets squelched by the other team. I don't really think either uh, team has sustained a run of more than at maximum two buckets before the other team answers. And to your point, I, I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think this is good in the long term because I think that no matter what happens, I, I think we're hitting the best case scenario here. Obviously, the best case scenario is Illinois wins. Right. But you, you're in that you're in that sweet spot now where I'm not foreseeing this being a 20 point loss. So at worst, you walk away from this game going, OK, well, Baylor might be the number one team in the country because even though Gonzaga is right now, they play in a conference that's just going to give them nothing whereas Baylor has a chance to, to sort of boost that resume throughout the season. Georgie had a great game. Coleman's looked great. And now you've got something on tape of what it looks like when Iowa is somewhat shut down, what it looks like when you're taken out of your rhythm. So for me, it's not like I'm just going to sit back and not care what happens. But this is what you wanted to see coming into this game was even if you were going to lose, it's a loss. And I hate saying this because no, I'm not that's, this person, I get it, though. I it's get a it. loss you can learn from, Carp. Yeah, but you know what? This early in the season – if you win, we we know how seismic that would be if you win. That That is a quality win that is going to help propel you to a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament, as long as you do your job in the Big Ten. That's how seismic it is. But here's the good news. Even if you do lose, it's not going to knock you off any seeding line that you hope to achieve because you lost to Baylor. Because this is a Baylor team that I know Kansas is probably going to be right there again, but they're going to win the Big 12. And they will be in all likelihood a one seed and finish with what, like five losses total on the year. So the longer this goes, my moral victory, so to speak, Isaac, would be you get to the 12 minute timeout and it's still tied or one possession game. You get to the eight minute timeout. It's still tied one possession game. Trevor said, avoid that 20 point loss. And I want to I want to keep this game close for longer and longer to ensure that worst-case scenario, we have potentially a moral victory. But that's an alley-oop right there, as I say that, for Baylor. Nice play out of the timeout, 41-39. Their bench is going wild, understandably. Uh, but, yeah, that's my thing, Isaac, is I'm not trying to – maybe I'm saying this partially to try and protect myself from uh, disappointment. But 
if you can continue to just go toe-to-toe with these guys, the longer you do that, you know you're avoiding worst-case scenario. So I'm going to start with that, and then, you know, if everything goes right, I guess. the same guy who got smacked in the face in the first half? He's had a bad run. This is Davion Mitchell. He's got three fouls. And and that you think he flopped on that, Isaac? The wrist to the nose? The first one, I think he was... Look at... Bucket? No, uh... Don't. Oh, Curbelo. Bucket, yeah. All right, nice. 41-41. Uh, uh, Curbelo from the line with free throw line with 13-40 to go, so we're tied up again. Carp, to your point earlier, I know you asked me about it and then things kept get, kept happening, but... Um, Curbelo foul again here. So is this his third or fourth? Uh, I think that's his third. So we're starting to pile up the fouls a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Isaac, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I said this on the radio too. Wow, that was a great pass. Uh, the only... I think it's a win-win because, again, yeah, if you lose, Baylor's most likely going to be a one seed unless all hell breaks loose. So that's not a bad loss at all. And then if you win, it's just amazing. So if you just avoid that 20-point loss, that embarrassing loss, the thing that I that scares me the most is that if you, if you get blown out on national TV and then people start thinking, like, maybe we overestimated you or you don't actually belong yet that's just the only spot i really don't want to be that, that was what i was hoping to avoid and it looks like illinois can do that i think the defense intensity will keep them in this game Curbelo takes it to the rim gets fouled almost makes the layup so it's a 43 41 baylor lead Curbelo looks to be going to the line i believe this is a shooting foul so hopefully we can turn around the free throw fortunes though in all honesty baylor they've been better than you at the line but they haven't been great uh, are they going to the line for this? I think so. Okay, they are. Good. Yeah, I got to admit, I gotta admit guys, Like, I, I will trip over my words a few times this second half. I will ramble. It's almost like I got a nervous tick. And I will be honest, I have not felt this way about a non-conference game in well over a decade. I have felt this, let's say, Iowa last year, including the away game on Super Bowl Sunday. I was pretty damn nervous for that. The game at Michigan as that game was wearing on. And this is apples and oranges, Trevor, but I'm thinking back to that Michigan game where Iowa got the game winner. And that was an ugly game. It was all about defense. You didn't feel great about it until it's the four-minute timeout. And wait, how the hell are we a score away away from winning this? And then he closed it out. So I feel like as long as you keep him within striking distance, Iowa's quiet as he's been is still the closer that you want in a game like this. Yeah, I'm not sure you could say he'd sneak up on Baylor because obviously they've got they're dialed in on him. But to your point, it kind of felt that way in that game too, where I would almost argue that game felt worse up to this point, like yeah. you were saying, than this game does. Because that game felt like you know Michigan had you at arm's length the entire game. I think they were up five with like 90 seconds to go, and then missed a bunch of free throws. Mm-hmm. But to your point, just get me to that under four timeout close, and you feel like. If you don't have at least have the upper hand, you have, you know, a, a, a decent shot at, at winning the game. And honestly, I mean, what more can you want than that in, in a close game? You know, just I mean, even seven points at the under four and you feel like, OK, you're still in this. Tell me how many times during a John Gross era game, if you were within eight points at the under four, did you feel like you were still in it? Oh, God, like never. Other than the <laughs> hey, under other than the Indiana game that first year, because I think they were down about that much with one to, uh, with four to go before DJ Richardson went crazy. So we got a forty-five to forty-three, but that was it. I mean, I think honestly that was the one single time where that happened. The gross era. Well, and it's funny because people romanticize that, and obviously I get it. I mean, you knocked off number one at the buzzer, but people forget you were two and seven in the Big Ten coming into that game. It's not like that was like Lon and I and Isaac were talking today, like. You know, is this the most meaningful game since? And Lon said, well, that Indiana game, I don't think anybody going into that game felt like it was that meaningful. No, there was I mean, no there was no buildup to that game because right, you felt right. like, oh, God, we're doing the same thing we did last year with Bruce Weber, which is kind of, you know, piss down our leg and miss the tournament. Uh, Kofi, with a nice defensive possession there, initially was not able to snare the defensive rebound, but then was able to stop Baylor on their second attempt. So it's a 45-43 Baylor lead. 12 minutes exactly with Iowa up top. And it's so hard to get to the rim against this Baylor defense. Iowa with the 18 footer, no good. Man, I tell you what, Baylor is big. I just look out and I'm like, God, we look small compared to these guys. And I know they don't have the big like Kofi, but Isaac, it just feels like 
you know, back in little league, you go to the ball wow. and oh god, that was a nice take by Baylor. Whenever you played a team in little league, or I mean, you actually played football, so this might be a better example for you. You look across and it's just like, holy crap, they're all bigger than we are. And yet, you know, Illinois is kind of hanging in there. I, I do worry about the physical toll that it's taking, though. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, oh God. Yeah. Okay, so what just happened there? Io with a nice take. He found Adam Miller in the lane. We got a charge, though, Trent. Great take. With a huge um, take after uh, what could have been a six-point Baylor lead. Instead, we're going the under-12 timeout, 47-43 Baylor. Yeah, it, Baylor just feels like they keep pulling guys off the bench and they all look like they should be starters. Or I mean, honestly, football comparison, they all look like they could play football probably. But um, you are looking like you belong and you're you're getting there. I like that you're getting play, you're getting good play from a lot of these freshmen. But I got to give props to Scott Drew and the assistant coaches and, of course, the players. But whatever they drew up and whatever they practiced the past few days to guard Io and get him away from the basket it's been almost perfectly executed because i mean four of Io's points have been off of like turnovers or mistakes so and i was just been getting to the rim at will i mean since who like all of last year for the most part and this has just been really a good game defensively and jared butler has been the best player on the floor so far i would love to think that this is the best defense you're going to face and you know it might be I think statistically, Baylor was one of the best defenses nationally last year. They bring everybody back, so there's no reason to think they won't be. This is, Trevor, the metaphor that I often use is putting the donuts on the baseball bat, and then you take them off, and all of a sudden, everything comes a little bit easier. And I will say this, not to guarantee victory at Cameron Indoor, I'm not going to do that, but they look pedestrian compared to this Baylor team, and they also look like the freshman kids that they are. This is a Baylor team where they're all four fifth-year guys, and I just get the feeling, Trevor, if you can do this in this game without your A game, because we are not seeing Illinois' A game, I think that bodes well for not just Duke but other other matchups against good teams this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this game is – I think Baylor in general is extremely high level, and you're seeing it here. Um, like I said, I think they have a legit shot to be – I mean, they were a one seed last year in the tournament that never was. And they've returned everybody. So, I mean, they just gained a year of experience on a one-seed team. There's no reason why they couldn't be a one-seed again. There's no reason why you couldn't see a matchup like this again in in Indy for the NCAA tournament at some point if things went well. So I, I do feel like, not taking anything away from Duke, but Duke and Kentucky have sort of morphed into these last few years the – the freshman team that kind of doesn't know what they're doing, but they're so talented that they run into wins, but then they get bounced by Mercer in the second round or something. <laughs> whereas, yeah. I mean, legitimately, though, whereas the Baylors of the world, the Gonzagas, the sound teams that just bring everybody back, those are the teams that are the one seeds nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the way that Baylor, the veteran, the difference between the veterans on Baylor compared to Illinois. Illinois is not the youngest team in the world, but they still have enough key pieces that are in their first year. Baylor hardly has any. A turnover there. Just a poor start to this four-minute stretch for Illinois and an easy layup for Baylor. And this is, I don't want to say danger zone with 11 to go, but a six-point Baylor lead, you can't let this get extended. And right now they got Trent trapped in the corner. He finds DeMonte. We got 20 seconds left on the shot clock, and Baylor's defensive pressure just, whoa amped up there and I don't want to see this become a nine or ten point game because I don't know where it goes from there. Io finds Trent over on the right side along three. It is banked in. Goodness oh. gracious. <laughs> well you'll take Holy it. You'll cow. take it. The scary thing with Baylor is and a timeout so and a timeout by Illinois. And I think that's key guys to saying that yeah. Underwood didn't like what he saw. Sorry, Trevor. No, that's no I, I agree. I think that's a good timeout. Um Baylor's so good defensively normally that when they start having the momentum shift their way, you see it. And it's almost like, it's not that I don't want to look, but I get so like claustrophobically overwhelmed yes. watching it. It's like, Oh God, they're overwhelming you. Like they have all the momentum. They're just going to swallow you up and get another turnover. I'm trying to think, because this Illinois team has a good backcourt. I don't know about like best backcourt in the nation. I think you could argue the Baylor and the size and the veteran leadership they got back there. And that Butler kid, who's just, a stud and and probably the more well-rounded player than Io, if we're being honest. Baylor's got a backcourt better than you, but fortunately going forward, you should have a better backcourt than most, which leads me to think 
I know it's been messy. I know the turnovers were bugaboo in the first week. But I recall last year, and I, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but wasn't last year in November and up through mid-December, turnovers were kind of the bugaboo for that team. They just were messy, among other issues. But wasn't turnovers one of them early last yeah. season? I, I remember that we had a, a serious conversation. It sounds serious. I didn't mean it that way. But we had a conversation about... Um, we need to talk. I, I, <laughs> carp? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mean like... Um, I hesitate to say stupid because that's not what we said. But it, it, at times it was kind of like well, they felt that way. Talented players that's just being dumb. Yeah. Because after yeah. the Miami game, if you remember, obviously that game, the, didn't they? Wasn't the story like they came out and said that they openly had no idea what they were doing in practice and couldn't answer his questions? And it just felt like, <laughs> God, there's so much talent on this team, yeah. but it's like they just don't know what they're doing. And I don't know if that's exactly this. This is a higher level of that. I don't think they're that bad. No, yeah, but you're seeing a little bit of that for sure. So much talent on the team, and yet there was something disjointed about the first two months of last year. By the way, Missouri, they beat Oregon tonight. Number 21, that's a ranked team. Really? Xavier Pinson with 22, Jeremiah Tillman with 11. I That's going to be a close game. I, you aren't going to go down there and just kick their butt. That is a decent little team for Conzo. And I'm not looking for, I wish it was in Champagne. Fans or not, I wish it was up here. Then again, if you lost to them in Champagne, that would be an absolutely brutal defeat. So might as well, if right. you're going to lose, lose down there. A three for Baylor is good. That was great defense, that whole possession. Yeah, yeah. It's not much else you can do right there. All right, 10 minutes to go in this game. It is a six-point Baylor lead. You had a two-point lead, I think, two minutes into the second half. Other than that, it's either been tied, you've been down one, you've been down two. Now it's stretched to six. Iowa with the take. It is oh not even close, and Baylor's coming back. This is a slice of humble pie for Iowa. A three-pointer for Baylor is up. It is no good, thankfully, but they get a board. Maybe their oh. fifth or sixth offensive rebound of this half. And that one... You called that timeout to stem the tide, and now you're right back in danger zone. Eight-point Baylor lead. 9.20 to go. I don't think you can take another timeout with only two left. you got to no. just let him play here. He tried to he tried to preemptively call that timeout before the run happened, and then it happened anyways. I tell you what, this is oh – God, that's such a good news, bad news, because the margin would indicate that you were right there and that you belonged, but your best players – Oh, nice, Curbelo with a great take. Wow. Kofi with an easy dunk. But your best players – and Kofi gets the dunk there, and I'm not giving up on Io because we've seen it too many times from him, but your two best players – have been humbled in this game. And I guess that's good news, like learning experience, but I don't think, oh God, Kofi gets his fourth. Four on Kofi. Just out of sorts. Two foul shots coming up for Baylor, but I don't know how much good news it is when your two best players have been neutralized to this extent. I, I don't know if that bodes well because now other teams are finding out, well, if you shut them down, it doesn't matter what the other guys do. You still don't have a lot or you don't have yeah, enough I mean, it's, it's hard to beat like the number one team in the nation essentially without your two best players no matter who you are but i i, I do think that you need to see I'm, I'm focusing again on on trent and i'm not calling him out by any means but i He's mean been has hit as many threes as he has in this game he just if i was struggling you need trent because he's the senior and maybe you can count on adam miller but he's a freshman and you just need trent to step up sometimes yeah you do and we haven't seen that consistently this year and I thought that there'd be kind of a bounce back year it's it's very early it still can be but we're starting to see some of the same tendencies from Trent where you know his size was never going to help him out but there's just not enough okay Iowa the three it is up it is good that is so badly needed okay 56 to 51 835 to go we need Iowa to just turn into a microwave here and get get us back in this but an easy two and a foul on Curbelo oh my gosh if you're gonna foul somebody grab their arms or something just let them go let them go it's just a pointless and one listen Curbelo is going to be a headache for other teams we're gonna grow to love this kid but right now and I didn't, th- I did not think there would be this transition period. That was naive of me, but he plays with such a frenetic, uh, frenetic pace that he's gonna run into these head scratchers. And we just saw one Holy there cow. with easy film. Carp, they just showed their bench, and they are just all ginormous. Oh my god! Georgie can't corral the missed free throw. It, he should have. This is bad. Yeah. Oh god, did something bad 
even worse just I'm, happened. I'm, I'm ahead of you guys. This is not good. Okay, oh, three-pointer for Baylor is good. It is a 10-point Baylor lead. I mean, what are you supposed to – yeah, he's three for three, whatever. <laughs> Damn it. Don't do this crap, Illinois. Oh, Shh. my gosh. I don't oh like this. 12-point lead for Baylor, and now we're starting to get outclassed. Please, God. Well, I don't think you're coming back. I'll say this. I don't think you're coming back from this, but this is the old, as Tony Dungy was saying during the Bears-Packers game, you know, if you get a couple touchdowns here, you feel a little bit better about it. Don't lose by 12. Don't lose by double digits in this game. Tony Dungy might be the nicest person to ever exist on television. I mean, he could not, for the life of him, say a bad thing about Mitch Trubisky. He did say, though, that the Bears defense quit. Yeah, in, his, in a very that. nice, in a very bold. nice tone, but it was pretty. <laughs> okay, well, Mike, this it is look like they're doing much out there, Mike. God dang! I know the Baylor's good, but right now we're looking like eh, you're more of a top twenty-five kind of team instead of top five. And I think that that rating may have been inflated, anyways. But I would love well, it's to see frustrating when it's your your self-inflicted right. sloppiness that's that's leading to this, right? You don't box out on the free throw, so they get it back. And then Georgie, because it's a scramble on the on the offensive rebound, is guarding the guard who easily shimmies him off and knocks down a three. And then it's another turnover for an easy layup. So I think it, I'd be slightly less frustrated if it was just Baylor knocking down six straight threes. Well, uh, we need to start thinking of puns. Maybe not so happy puns. This next four minutes kind of says it all. I think you need to get this back to about a six, seven point game. And the way that this game has gone so far, you have not had a lot of five, six point runs yourself. So that requires two things. Or yeah, I don't know if you have, right? So that requires two things. It requires you to actually make shots consistently, which we have not done tonight. It requires you also to stop Baylor in their tracks. And right now, they are feeling like they can run away with this game by like twenty points. There's a lot of time this, left. And that's good and bad news that there's a lot of time left. This, this kind of feels like the exact point of and it probably happened a little sooner, the Arizona game last year where I think it was like 39-39, eight minutes into the second half, yeah. and then you just completely lost control of the wheel and you lost by 28. I think Harry's suggestion of wake-up call may be it. But is it a wake-up? I mean, I don't know. Is it or is it not a wake-up call if wake we happen to lose by I think the, <laughs> the Ohio game should have been the wake-up call, but um, unbearable. I don't know. There's so many bear puns. God, this is... They're good. They're good. This I still is, want to win, though, just, or I still want to not lose by double digits in this game. We've been in this situation so many times. Like, exactly, the Arizona game last year, you hung around, and then I think you got shown that you weren't able – you weren't at that point so far. But uh, I'm just trying not to let my Illinois fandom of the past get 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 me down for the rest of this game. Yeah, I hear you. way up. I'm just holding on to the fact that we have seen this each of the last few years, and it seems to have had little to no bearing on them still being good yeah, later sure. in the year. You know, like it, it can't you just see the potential narrative of like you face Baylor in the Elite Eight or something, and the narrative is well, they weren't ready then, but they're ready now. You <laughs> I know, love like, that. I, I, I love can it. see this being twisted into the silver lining of, you know, I mean, we had some awful performances last year, and by the end of the year, people are going. That's a Sweet 16 team right there. So I'm not trying to go too macro with this. But at the same time, it is frustrating to see this keep happening in the non-conference. It seems like there's a pattern. Corbello blocked on the take. Notice how Corbello is in instead of Trent. I don't know if I should be reading into that or not. But an easy take for Baylor. They're up 14 and they are cruising. We're getting our ass kicked. Mother. Well, and this is why can't where I you, curse I on this just, podcast? <laughs> I would just put in Kofi at this point, you know, like I don't what really you know what you have for? to lose. And yeah. if he's going to give you something more, like put him in. All right. Nine, nothing run in one minute and 25 seconds. You can't have that crap. And all of a sudden any feel good vibe is gone. And I know it's Baylor, but come on, show up. Okay. Here's Corbello from the corner. It is good. And you needed that badly. It's 65, 54, but you know what? It's just like we're running around with chickens with their heads cut off, and for some yep. for some reason that worked for about thirty minutes. Like it's it worked like enough. A, it, like it felt like it was a game of chicken almost. To continue that metaphor in a different way, like you're just staring each other down. They're a little sloppy. You're a little sloppy. But then, you know, suddenly, good they lord, Io just gets right. take take to the rim. 
and he overthrows Georgie. So now it's a t- turnover. You're down 13. You're getting your ass kicked and looking stupid. All right, well, guys, I'm 34. Apparently, I haven't learned my lesson, Isaac, about how to chill out and just enjoy uh, the basketball game. I mean, I don't know if you're looking stupid. The game was tied like two minutes ago. Yeah, but no one. Re- I mean, th- that is true, and I, it's gonna I be think, it's gonna be I ridiculous to the, listen back to this thing. But that's the that's God the difference damn. between good and great teams, though. Is you got to play 40 minutes, and then if Baylor ends up being the better team, then that's what happens. But it's those sure. sloppy five minutes that just really kill you. You can't play 35 good minutes and five horrible ones. You got to play consistent. Oh, oh, that's, I don't like that sound. Oh my. 67-54. That's not good. Is it? What? Is it that bad? Is it a four-point play? Oh, no. (laughs) Not a four-point play. Just about as bad. And another offensive rebound and a three-pointer. It's a 16-point lead. We're getting our asses kicked. Embarrassing. Well, now you got pissed off, Carp. Great. This is not, I I don't think this has happened on the tournament level yet. I need to rescind my comment that there's no way you can lose by 20 when the game is tied with eight, eight minutes left. Yeah, right. And you aren't coming back from this, so it's Io makes a shot. Well, you know what? Hey, maybe famous last words, right? 0405, gosh darn it, they came back against Arizona. 70 to 56 with oh, 540 to go. Kofi, jump. Oh, no, that doesn't sound good. I'm behind again, clearly. So, what bad crap happened here? We got Baylor. Okay. So Kofi wanted to go pro after one year. What's that about? Oh, and one. <laughs> no, but honestly, but honestly, like, what what is that about? If he if he wants to just go play pro ball after this, that's fine. But he's not gonna probably get a legit okay. sniff in the NBA, right? You know, is I, he? He Trevor, can't. I think you know a little bit more about basketball and the X's and O's. And this would be a good question for Derek. But that just looked like middle school, like pick and roll, and. Kofi just looked like he'd never guarded a pick and roll before in his life. It's well, it's just a little thing. And you knew that they were going to try to do that. So it's just frustrating. He seems very um, block hungry to me this year. And I guess I can understand if you're seven feet tall and you look like that, why you would be. But he sort of, it, it seems like he's quite often chasing the ball and not necessarily the play or the man, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And this is total projection here, and it may not be fair because he only played three. You're in game four, right? So judging it off of one week and then a really good Baylor team. But there seems to be a lack of engagement. And I can't really put it into words other than the fact that if you said, hey, Carp, well, what was your favorite, like, ferocious uh, Kofi play? I couldn't really tell you. He's had some dunks just by nature of being seven foot two and right place, right time. But it's not like I've seen many moments, especially that we saw early like he was great early last year he was great in february and march maybe a bit of a lull in late december early january but kofi seemed to play there was more intensity last year and that is such an intangible subjective thing to say but i i just am not seeing that same level this year i don't know if that's fair or not it just seems like you know it's sort of like the, the things that he's doing right now are default in that anybody of that size and that frame against a team like Chicago State or North Carolina A&T is going to finish with 10 and 8. Yeah. Like, he'd like if he actually – and this, this is horrible. I don't even want to say it, but, like, if he actually tried 110%, he'd probably go 20 and 20. You're going to automatically get 10 and 8 by default when you're playing a team like that. And so, to your point, Carp, it's kind of like he's just he's, – he's collecting his, but it doesn't really feel like he's cohesively – he's just there. You know, and, and when you're there and you're that height, you're going to score, but you're still just there. DeMonte makes the first free throw to make it a 12-point game with 428 to go. I notice I haven't really updated the score recently, but it's not worth updating. But somehow get it single-digit for the under-four timeout? I don't know. Get get the score back to some sort of respectable level. This is out of bounds you going to- back to Baylor. You hate to shift your uh, mindset from I hope we win to I hope we lose by only single digits, but I will point out that because of the net and its stupid filters and rules, uh, a loss by 10 or less counts less against you than a loss by 11 or more. So that's so important. I guess if, there's, if there's something to root for in the in the minor sense here as we get under four, if it's still a big lead, you know, keep it single digits. Whereas the Arizona game, you know, it was at 11 
uh, with the under four, and then you lost by 29. <laughs> yeah. So that's the total opposite of what you wanted. All right, 72-60, Baylor with the ball, five on the shot clock. It is a shot from the elbow. It is no good. Rebound Illinois with four minutes to go. Okay. Io bringing it back, and I like the sound from Isaac. Something good had to have happened here. Let's Sorry, see. I'm trying to keep it calm. But... Oh, you're fine. Kofi with the dunk on a nice uh, entry pass from Io. He will have a chance to make it a three-point play after the break. All right, well... Oh, if you know, you just played. It, it's just frustrating because you're not a full 40 minutes of 110% basketball is, is hard to do. But if you would have just only played like one or two bad minutes instead of like five, just oh, it's just well, here's the difference it was a nine, it was a nine nothing run in a minute yeah. 25, and you're down by 10. That was it. Other well, than that, you essentially somehow, some way, you were toe to toe with number two in the nation, and you lost. And here's the problem with that nine nothing run: is you lost your focus. It was not just a matter of well, Baylor and their defensive pre- pressure that they've had all game finally caught up with you. No, these were mental mistakes. I'm totally fine with the idea that you know what, rope a dope, uh, Baylor eventually just kind of lulled you into submission. But that run right there didn't feel like it. It felt like you just kind of crapped the bed for a minute and a half, and then that extended for another couple minutes where you weren't making any things any better. So it's, uh, listen, basketball's a game of runs, and that was the one run this game. That was it. And that's the difference, unfortunately, which Speaking I hate. Speaking of runs, Whoa. I just saw a Taco, a Taco <laughs> Bell commercial. <laughs> that was good. Hey. You know, I have not had Taco Bell since we used to get that crap so much in college. So cheap, so good. Nachos Belgrande was on the dollar menu. I don't know if they still have a dollar menu kind of thing or not. Or hey, the value Taco menu. Bell, since they're not a sponsor, I will say, and I'm sure college kids, if you're listening, you'll understand. They got rid of like everything good here recently. Yep. So, hmm. Trevor, yeah. So, I went there a couple weeks ago and probably not going back until they bring all the good stuff back. If you want I good food. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Trevor. Okay. No, you're fine. I, I hadn't been there in like a long time. And I think it was like a really late night at work. I hadn't eaten. There was a lean cuisine in the in the ninety three five freezer, but carp. I think you can attest that fridge <laughs> is not exactly an enticing uh, yeah. <laughs> vessel vessel to store food in. And I just thought, Use I don't feel like the old chicken fettuccine again tonight. So I, I stopped at Taco Bell, and they took away all the little one dollar like griller yep. things. Huh. So I was going to get like a potato one. And like a chicken chipotle one, and then another one, and they said we don't have those anymore. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll rock the chicken quesadilla and not come back next time. If you want good food and you don't want the runs, let me suggest <laughs> DP Dough online at dpdo.com. Five dollar calzones. If you use coupon code Mike, I'm sure Steve will appreciate that. I used runs and calzone in the same live yeah. read. Now nah, Steve's cool. He he's fine with it. But no, DP Dough yeah. is terrific, and you will and, and legit, you will not have digestive issues after you have DP Dough. DP Doe, you won't get the runs. <laughs> they do have great portion sizes for like a five dollar cow. It is perfect. Those things yeah. are big. Yeah, they are. And you you can say, you know what, I'm feeling especially hungry, or you can be discreet and say, I'm gonna cut this thing in half, and I'll have a little bit for lunch, and I'll have a little bit for dinner. Now, I don't think many people do that, but if you wanted, that would be the mature thing to do. But I don't do that. Kofi's free throw is up, and it is good. So we got a nine point game with three fifty to go. Seven zero run. Maybe a little bounce in your step. So wait, if we just had a seven nothing run, then that nine nothing run for Baylor extended to what, like fourteen to two? I mean that yeah, that extended from there, three. right? Fourteen three run, man. Yeah. All right, Baylor with the ball. We got three forty to go. I'd love to be able to call a comeback, but you know what? I just need respectability at this point. Even though, god dang, that run from Baylor is still gonna. Ah! Damn it! <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. Sorry, I keep forgetting we're. You're off. fine, dude. It's fine. Don't tell me he was a three. Okay, well, he takes it to the rim. Is that Butler again? Granted, he is the best player on the floor. God dang, but he's good. Io... 12 points, 6 for 17. Okay. So, you know, you could have... Oh, well, that sounded good. I like that sound from Isaac. Maybe? Io with the ball up top. He's taking it to the rim. He takes it up. He gets Ooh, fouled. Good. Going to the line for two. You know, something I thought of that, that's kind of silly... And I even catch myself doing this. I say, well, he got fouled, so this is great. He's going to score, and the clock won't be running. But even if the clock were running, we're talking about a matter of like two seconds for Baylor to inbound the ball. You notice how people say that? They're like, well, you scored, but you stopped the clock. But it's not like the clock is running like 15 seconds for no reason. 
Have you guys ever noticed I'm that? Not sure I follow, I'm not sure I'm following I'm, you. I'm, I'm lost, too. Okay, okay. So have you ever watched a game and an announcer says, well, this is great because not only uh, they have a chance to I, score, I but they, but they stop the clock. Right, but then the, the inverse of that would be, well, let's say Io just made the layup, right? Oh, and the clock oh. is still running, but ah, it's only yes. but it's only running for like two seconds before the opposing team inbounds the ball. So right. you've lost so a net really two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't explain that very well. <laughs> and then probably the people as they listen to it, if they're still listening to what is presumably a podcast where Illinois lost to Baylor, then kudos to them for making foul? it this far. Hmm. Well, we're really extending this game, huh? A foul with 3.07 to go. <laughs> That is the eighth foul on the team. You know it stinks, man. I hate I hate it because Trent is an easy person to root for, but I I keep waiting for that mojo to come back. And why did you I foul don't Jared know. Butler too? You know it's it, it's funny because I, it kind of feels like they just picked up where they left off last season in terms of where everybody's at. You're right. The, the 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 downside of that is Trent also seems to have picked up where he was last season since the season never really ended, and, and that's not a good play. Butler misses the free throw. 3.05 to go. Illinois trailing by nine. Iowa with the ball. And this is where a little bit of hero ball is okay with me. He is trying to get into the lane. Great oh. defense. Oh, man. I don't like the sound of that. Sorry. He just missed. It just rimmed out. It was a good shot. Dang, Nabbit. Why is my freaking Hulu sticks? Or it's not a Hulu stick. It's a fire stick with Hulu. All right, so Baylor with the ball. I will await grunts or cheers or let's goes it might be too big of a margin for a let's go from isaac at this point 230 to go yeah not quite damn it <laughs> oh i just heard i don't think i'm hearing things i'm trying to decipher what that was anything in this game either by the way remember after the first game where we were saying god i hope he doesn't go pro i guys <laughs> we got a long way to go before we're going to talk about adam miller going pro after one season as a six foot three shooting guard Okay, DeMonte, over to Adam Miller. Hopefully that's your famous last words there, Trevor. Adam Miller trying to take it to the rim now. He's got to kick it back out. Iowa with the three. It is up. It is no good. A rebound to Baylor, but who's the foul on? It's on Illinois. Poop on a stick. I mean, they're giving you chances to come back. This game is going to come down to that four minutes where they went on a 14-3 run and you couldn't stop them. I mean, that's just yeah. what it is. It was, it was more than just not stopping them. It was that you were just saying, here, take it. Please, right. Take the lead. And you look. Take a big you lead. Looked like you didn't belong for that five minutes. That's what's so frustrating. You know what I don't like is the idea that maybe a Wisconsin fan is looking at this and like, <laughs> I knew those guys were pretenders. Like I hate that crap. I hate Wisconsin. Yeah. I hate Iowa. I tell you what, Michigan State. When all said and done, we kind of quietly overlook Tom Izzo, Hall of Fame coach, very talented team. Just because they lost Winston and Tillman, but. I know it's only one game at Duke, but they also kicked Notre Dame's butt, and they look balanced. They look very balanced. 11-point lead for Baylor with 2.02 to go. I'm squarely in, just lose by five and make yes. it look like to the people Please. that didn't watch it was closer than it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got a holding foul on Baylor. Well, oh, I say holding. That's just the motion that the ref had. Uh, 76-65. Hey, that's a 10-yard penalty. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, big. Come that's on. in the game. That's an automatic first down right there. I always think it's funny, though, when the refs still do the specific foul. So they, they got the block move. They got the charge move. And then that guy did the thing where he grabbed the wrist and kind of like went Hur! with his elbow. But they could also just call the foul. And would anyone care if they specified what type of foul it was? A foul is a foul. Plus, you can tell when they're riding the momentum of the crowd or the game when like the charge that they call is so emphatic that they like take a three-step launch into it and go charge and it's like okay we get it it was a charge <laughs> well it's like an umpire that really digs into the strike three call it's like right, enough right. already all right 76 66 157 to go the second free throw is good for Crabello. good minutes from him i know he can be i don't want to use the word erratic but you know what you get from someone that plays at that speed he's going to make mistakes including in the first half i i don't know why he does this his foot was just out of bounds just why i don't know it just was but he is giving you some good minutes today. So we got a nine-point oh. Baylor lead, and uh, oh, okay, that was a sound. I don't know if I like you're, this. You're just already fouling, okay. essentially. Sorry to spoil, but... Nah, it's okay to spoil that. I, I guess what I'll do, because we can kind of see where this game's going, 
we can kind of wrap it up. And then if Illinois makes a miracle comeback, that's fine. Uh, we'll do the sponsors one last time. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 CalZones, $6 premium in construction zones. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. That is dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com. Coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order. Just in time for Christmas, you can get this. Uh, listen, even though Illinois is one and one and they haven't looked all that great while I wear this sweatshirt, I'm going to keep wearing it. I'm not superstitious. You can get it at fourthandkirby.com. 10% off with coupon code 200 level and safe from agent Brian Hansen online at Brian is my No coupon code for that, but you don't need a uh, state farm great prices, of course, but also great personalized service from Brian and his staff at state farm agents, uh, state farm agent, Brian Hansen online at what's the domain, Trevor. I'm running out of breath here. Brian is my And I like <laughs> how you said, uh, no coupon. I have pictured someone going in for life insurance and someone not Brian, of course, I think saying, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you 20% <laughs> off if you knock off uh, train accidents, biking accidents, <laughs> or motorcycle accidents. Like, oh, that's a pretty good deal. I'll take that. 10 point lead for Baylor. IO's layup cannot fall, and that's probably going to do it. Uh, Illinois is not fouling here. So, as we wrap up today's tonight's podcast, because old man Carpenter starting to settle in now that the excitement of this game is wearing off. <laughs> no. Final thoughts, Trevor, what say you? I mean, this is basically what you feared in the sense that it was a close game for a while and then the better team showed itself and that's the result of that. And for a five-minute stretch, you barely looked engaged and your two stars, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but combined for less than 20 points. And it's a great effort from Georgie. I like what I saw from Coleman. I like what I saw from Curbelo, given the competition level. But it's just one of those things where I, I tweeted it this morning, like, you're going to need a strong effort from four to five people to keep yourself in a game like this, and you got a kind of a strong effort from Georgie, and that's it. And that's just not going to cut it against what might be the best team in the country. And, I mean, luckily you have plenty of chances. I mean, not, not many teams get to go up against another top five team in less than seven days, but I, I just, I don't know. It, it was It was unfortunate. And it was sort of a confirmation of what you feared might happen. Um, and you just hope that it's a more of a micro thing than a macro thing, I guess. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Isaac, what do you think? Yeah, it's it feels a little bit like last year. But it's it, you're still making progress. I mean, Baylor's way better than Arizona was last year. And you ended up making it a lot closer than the Arizona game. But... And I don't know if you guys watched the Gonzaga-West Virginia game right before this, but I definitely think Baylor is better than Gonzaga if they played right now. They're just all studs. I mean, I'm going to just try to look at the positives of Baylor and less about the negatives of Illinois. And, again, it goes back to what we said at halftime. As frustrating as it is, Io and Kofi played terrible. I mean, Io still is going to probably have a decent stat sheet, but not compared to the Io we've seen. So – Lon was saying this multiple times at the radio station today. I would much rather see this now than see this come March. So obviously we wanted to win, but Baylor's number two, you're number five for a reason. 82-69. Baylor, what do you want here? A three, Trevor? We want a three? Well, it appears that Io's just not interested, so he's going to dribble it out, even though they would have gladly given you a free two points. Don't understand that at all, but mm. okay. Well, anywho, guys, I, I wish we had better news. And if you're one of those brave souls that listened to what was the bad half of this game, then thank you for that. Uh, we'll get a solo podcast p- potentially tomorrow or Friday. We do have Saturday a game at 2.30. Isaac, you're going to be around, I believe. Trevor, you got you got something going on, correct? Uh, yeah, it's my birthday on Friday, so I got some family and friends socially distanced style doing stuff Saturday Excellent. afternoon. If we're uh, planning on doing something, I don't know if we are, double that day for the basketball game i'll be around by then but i probably won't be around for the iowa post game i think we'll do the football and then we'll just enjoy the basketball game for what it is so have a great birthday and a great birthday weekend and then we'll we'll do the full crew next tuesday for the duke game what time is that game by the way for eight it's another eight thirty. yep eight thirty. that's a cinch well we made it guys you made it all the way to 11 o'clock look at you <laughs> look at you young wow. guns all right, well, uh, we're going to get out of here. I wish it was better news, and I-, I wish it could have been one of those 
all-timer kind of games, but you do hope. And, and the good thing is in this Big Ten, you're going to get more opportunities for just that. So the question is, as Trevor had mentioned, is this a macro concern or is this, as Isaac had mentioned, talking to Lon or, or maybe Trevor, you said this as well, one of those things where you'd rather have this now than in March. That's certainly true. And hopefully this Illinois team will bounce back. But guys, we appreciate it. And uh, try to get some shut-eye if you can. I'm going to probably need... I don't know, half hour to decompress after all the jitters. It was nice to have the jitters, though, again. I will say that. All right, Isaac, Trevor, take care, guys. Peace. And we'll see you next time. It is the 200 level.